Well, folks, you're very welcome to episode number 33 of the Time Out podcast with me, Tony McGettigan. And uh, it gives me great pleasure to say that my guest today uh, is a woman going by the name of Elizabeth Keenan. And uh, I came across her on Instagram last week. Um, she hosts us, sort of, she's a travel blogger, and she's got an Instagram page with almost close to 20,000 followers. And uh, I must say, her page intrigued me. Uh, and that's why I contacted her to do this uh, interview. Uh, she's a travel blogger, but also uh, her day job is in marketing. So looking forward to chatting to Elizabeth to see more about herself and uh, the places she's been in the world, uh, her favourite places and in Ireland as well. And so without further ado, uh, Elizabeth Keenan, you're very welcome to the Time Out podcast. Thank you, Tony, and thanks for having me. Yeah, lovely to, to have you, Elizabeth, and you're, you're coming to us all the way from the lovely Kildare. Yes, I am. Nice Kildare. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you're originally from Longford, you were telling me. Yeah, that's right. So I'm originally from the Midlands, um, but last year I bought a house and we wanted to move a little bit outside Dublin, so we decided to go for Kildare. Just nice too, because you're outside the, outside the hustle and bustle of the city. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, but we're not too far at the same time. It's only 20 minutes on the train into Dublin City, so it's very handy. Yeah, you're in a good central position there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, the first thing I want to say, Elizabeth, is I want to compliment you on your Instagram page. Oh, thanks very much. <laughs> yeah, and I discovered it last week, last weekend, and uh, for people that are followers of Instagram that are listening to this podcast, is uh, a lot of you probably will be following Elizabeth already, but for those who aren't, uh, it's Elizabeth Keenan X, and that's uh, K E E N A N, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. correct. And an X on the end. So uh, it's very impressive Instagram page of uh, everywhere she's been in the world. A lot of uh, likes and dislikes, and uh, a very informative page. And uh, I suppose we could start off, Elizabeth, by asking you. We'll start with the top five places that you've been to in the world. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. so we'll, we'll start sort of working our way to number one, which number one ultimately being your favourite. So number five in the world, can you tell us uh, that first opening place? Yeah, sure. So obviously I've been to a good few places and it's, it's really hard to narrow down which are my five, but maybe I'd put for number five, I'd put the USA. Um, I think America's a really great place to visit. I know everything's a bit hectic right now over there, um, obviously with COVID and you know, politics and all that, but it's just such a big place to go to and there's so many different parts of America that are so different and um, great to visit. So that's why it's my number five place. Um, I could talk about a few of my favourite places if you'd like. No problem at all, yeah. Yeah, so I actually, um, my mom's actually from America, so obviously when I was younger I would have actually gone back and forth a lot and it's probably why I've gotten to see so much of America. But um, my mom's actually from a place called Rhode Island, I don't know if you're familiar with it. Rhode Island? But it's yeah. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I can't tell you much about it, but I have heard of it. Oh, fair enough. So it's actually the smallest state in America, but it's actually called the Ocean State because it has like so much. Um, it's very. How am I trying to display it? Like the, the coastline is very big on it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really well known for seafood. Um, there's a place called Newport in Rhode Island, which is actually a very very wealthy area, and um, you can go see mansions there. Um, it's just a great place and it's like only 45 minutes from Boston so it's just a I think it's just a great place for people to visit um, if they're going to America yeah of course Boston and yeah. it's a great Irish connection there yeah exactly and I was going to mess, uh, mention Massachusetts as well because I actually used to live in Boston for about two years with my old job and um, 
which Massachusetts is also a great place. I think like the whole New England area of America is just very, very interesting, very, um, a lot of heritage. If you visit there, it's a great area to visit. Um, beautiful, beautiful in like the autumn time, the leaves change colors there, like nowhere I've ever seen before. It just becomes so beautiful, like in October. And um, it's just a great place. It's actually funny. People say, like, if you can live there, you can live anywhere because they have such extreme weather changes. Yeah, like, it's climate, so yeah. cold. Yeah, it's so cold in the winter. And then it's, like, boiling hot in the summer. So it's it's really great. And, like, Boston, I just think, is a great place. It's very Irish. And I think it's, like, it's a good city because it's, like, big, but it's not too big. It's, like, not as big as, like, New York. But a lot of people know each other and stuff like that. And there's like so many great places like the Prudential Center. You can do like the Skywalk Observatory where you can like see the skyline of Boston and see it from above. If, you, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. Quincy Market. Like you can walk down the Boston Harbor Walk and there's like beautiful views. You can even get like little cruises that go out on the water so you can see Boston from a distance. And it's it's really, really nice. The lights are beautiful at night when they uh, light up. So, yeah, and there's like... um. Just the Boston Freedom Trail, which is actually really cool because it's like a free thing you can do in Boston. And um, it's actually on the path walk all around Boston. Is um, It's laid out on the path. You can follow it, just walk it. And there's like all different stops all around Boston and um, like all different cool heritage places, good places to get food, stuff like that. Um, all throughout Boston's um, years, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, America definitely. USA is definitely a place. Me, I know my own my own wife is. It's the number one place that she'd love to visit, and it always has yeah. that connection with Ireland as well. Yeah, I think it's like one in every three Americans actually have Irish blood in them. So it's yeah, very very good big connection with Ireland. Yeah, there is definitely. It's a it's a great country, and of course, going through a bit of a transition right now. But yeah. let's hope we begin to see a bit of normality again. Um, yeah, with hopefully, Joe Biden coming in. Uh, number four on the list of the places you've been to in the world, uh, Elizabeth. Yeah, so I think on number four, I'd go with Thailand. So I think a lot of Irish people have definitely visited Thailand. and um, It's a very popular place for, I suppose, young people in Ireland to go. But what I think is great about Thailand is actually it's for anyone because there's so much there to offer. So you can go, to, if you're like a city person, you can go to Bangkok and it's not as dangerous in Bangkok as I expected. I think you just need to have a bit of like street sense. It's amazing. Just amazing shopping in Bangkok, amazing food. It's really good for people who are into the city, but then people who like, you know, partying and all that kind of stuff can go to like some of the islands in the south and um, but then people who love like maybe animals and like um more like nature type things might go to northern thailand and go to like Chiang Mai and Chiang Rai and I actually went to a um obviously I know a lot of people go to Thailand they're like oh we went to see elephants but I went to a really nice um elephant sanctuary that like rescued elephants so it's really important to obviously not go to any of the places that are like riding elephants and that are abusive. Um, but there's a lot of um, sanctuaries there, which is really, really great. So I got to visit one of them in Chiang Mai. And honestly, like all the temples in Thailand are really, really beautiful. So I just think it's it's a very good versatile place. I think it is a good place for anyone to visit, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it certainly looks beautiful. Thailand, I can only comment from what I've seen on the TV, but obviously you've been there in person and... Um, it's it's definitely one of them countries that I would say uh, a lot of people from Europe would would uh, love to travel to. Yeah, definitely. And I think they're so used to like Western, if you want to say tourists, they're, they all speak English very well. And um, it's very easy to eat. Like a lot of people are worried about food, say, sometimes when they go to Southeast Asia. But in a country like Thailand, there's like every type of food you can think of. 
And unless you're like in really rural places, you can like even get McDonald's or something if you need it. So it's very, I think it's, it's a good place for people who want to go somewhere a bit different, a bit maybe somewhere in Southeast Asia, but are not 100% sure how to feel about everything. It's just a great place for that. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds good. It sounds like it's open for all ages kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's, uh, I've also heard from a friend of mine who was in China, um, and she was telling me that in China, I don't know, is it the same in Thailand, but that they, they look upon Europe like the bee's knees, everybody that comes over there. But Thailand might be yeah, different, so I don't know. I think, it, I think it depends where in Thailand. I know obviously China is really big as well, so it can be so different in different places. I think it's a, that somewhere like Thailand would rely a lot on tourism. So they they want you to feel, I suppose, good if you are, want to say when you're there because so much of their economy is from tourism. So I find that a lot in Southeast Asia. I think the people are just genuinely, in general, very, very nice, very welcoming, um, seem to have the crack, which is actually really nice. Especially as an Irish person, you're like, you want to have the crack when you're going places. So it's really nice to go and they're like willing to have the crack and have a laugh and all that kind of stuff. And um, so yeah, I think a lot of those countries, they rely a lot on tourism. So obviously they're, they're going to treat you really well because they want more tourists to come basically. Yeah, well, that makes sense. <laughs> but they're also just really nice. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's an interesting, two interesting choices so far. On to number three, we'll go now, Elizabeth, uh, on your top five places in the world that you've been. Number three. Okay, so for number three, I'm actually going to go with Vietnam. So obviously Vietnam is a bit like Thailand in the sense that there's like really cool food, temples, all that kind of stuff. But I would say Vietnam is obviously more people are going to Vietnam now than they ever have before. It's a little bit less touristy than Thailand, um, but it's a lot cheap. It's a good bit cheaper than Thailand. So obviously a lot of people are going to Thailand at the moment, so they are raising prices a little bit. It's still quite cheap in terms of like compared to Europe, but Vietnam would be that little bit cheaper, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, again, that obviously does help with uh, especially the way the economy is uh, everywhere at, at this present time. And um, Yeah. Yeah, what particularly about Vietnam would you say uh, uh, pulled on your heartstrings? Yeah, well, I'd say, well, first of all, I just, I love Vietnamese food. So I, I do think if you're someone who likes trying different food and stuff like that, Vietnam is, the food there is amazing. There's so many, like, little street stall restaurants that are really nice. And um, I did actually, I went to Halong Bay, which is a very popular thing to do there. And we got, like, an overnight cruise type thing. But what I actually got to do on the cruise is they did, like, a, they taught us, um, sorry, a food making lesson is what I'm trying to say. Yes. Um, and they taught us how to make like the traditional Vietnamese rolls, which was very, very cool to learn how to make that. And they actually tasted so good. Um, and also Vietnam's actually really big. I didn't know for like bread rolls, like they have really nice bread rolls that they make there, which is, is quite interesting. I, I can't remember the name they use for it, but they're very, very good. And then honestly, coffee there is amazing. I never had coffee like I had in Vietnam. <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, it's nice, isn't it? Lovely though. You know, I'm not that well travelled compared to yourself uh, at all. Uh, but I must say, but isn't it great though? They, they do say that um, travel broadens the mind greatly, and uh, it, it sounds like you've definitely done that. You know. Oh yeah, definitely. I think like it's just um, I think when you travel to different countries and see how different people live in different cultures and you know different economy states stuff like that, it really just opens your mind and and. I think it gives you a better sense of the world. I know I don't want to sound uh, silly the way I'm saying that, but I definitely think it's it's good to um, experience and learn about different cultures. Well, I think uh, there's only so much you can learn in a book. You know, when you see about a country, I think when you actually feel, exactly when you actually feel a country for yourself and see it and make your own judgment call or your own opinion on it, I think that's uh, when you truly get to know a country. 
Yeah, no, I definitely would agree with that. Yeah. So, uh, interesting choices so far, um, I must say, uh, Elizabeth. And uh, on to number two now, on the top okay, five so places in the world. For number two, so I, I struggled. I was like, which one is number one? I have two favourite places I've been, probably of everywhere I've been so far. And so I, with number two, I'm going to go with Singapore. So Singapore is just one of the most amazing cities I've ever visited in my entire life. And it's so futuristic. It's like, if you like kind of like New York, it's like New York, but it's like better. Yeah. <laughs> it's cleaner, more advanced. It's not as big as well. I think New York is 170 times the size of Singapore, they said. <laughs> it's quite small. Yeah, but it sounds like it's definitely, um, it may be smaller, but it's definitely, by the sounds of it, somewhere that um, is could be considered better. Yeah, I would, I would definitely say so. Obviously, it's in Southeast, Southeast Asia. So from Ireland, it might be a little bit easier to get to New York, say, but um, it's just, it's an amazing place in the terms that like, people think that you might have to have a lot of money, I think, to go to Singapore, because it's the most expensive place to live in the world. But you actually don't. I think it's one of those places. Um, I think of it like Vegas, you can spend how much you want. You know, you can stay in an Airbnb for like 25, 30 euro a night, or you can stay in a very fancy hotel for 1500 a night. And um, and you can go to expensive restaurants that will cost you loads of money. But then you can go to the hawker stalls where it'll cost you like one Singapore, two Singapore dollars, which is about 50 cents to a euro. And when when you do the, the conversion for like a full dinner of anything you can think of. Wow. And it's really, yeah, the hawker stalls are probably one of my favorite things about Singapore. So I've mentioned I liked food. Um, so the hawker stalls are amazing some of them have like over 200 stalls and um, in the area and some of them even have michelin stars so it's it's pretty it's pretty cool and you can eat there so cheaply like anywhere from one dollar to maybe three dollars um which again is like one like 50 cents to two euro maybe for a full dinner wow and how is that how is that possible yeah so it's like all family-run businesses and obviously in in uh, Southeast Asia in general, I think a lot of the sourcing in terms of food and stuff like that is cheaper. Like if you're in Vietnam and Thailand as well, you can eat for pretty cheap. Um, but Singapore is known for their hawker stalls and some of them are even like family run businesses where it's like that hawker stall has been run by that family for the last like 70 years, which is really cool. And they have like all their own recipes, some of them. And certain ones are like specialists for certain things. And they just have every kind of food you can think of. So yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, that's definitely nice for the persons coming on holiday because, uh, you know, when you're on a holiday for, let's say, a week or, or two weeks, to, you know, if yeah. you were in a slightly more expensive place, it doesn't be long adding up. Yeah, no, that's definitely true. And I do find that obviously um, some places, say, in Europe might be a bit expensive. And I do think Ireland's probably a bit more on the expensive side in terms of, and like food and stuff like that, I find even compared to Europe. So when you go to somewhere like Southeast Asia and some of these countries and the food is like, oh, it's, it's two euro for your dinner. You're yeah. like, how is this possible? It's even this cheap. You would, yeah, you'd almost consider that you misheard. You know? Yeah, you're like, that, that can't be that cheap. What? I think that, that, that would probably happen to me. I get uh, confused by the prices, but there's definitely an <laughs> yeah. Asian team developing here, though. Um, yeah, I will, I will say I definitely like Southeast Asia. So my my top country is not in Southeast Southeast Asia. Yeah, number <laughs> um, one. Yeah. But yeah, I can move on to that now if ready. Yeah, so the best country I think I've ever been to so far. So I've been to 30 countries, so I have been to quite a few. 30. But there's a lot of places. Yeah. Wow. But there's a lot of places I still want to go. Um, but I would have to say that my favorite country I've ever been to 
is New Zealand. And a lot of people from Ireland probably have been to New Zealand or want to go. I do feel like it is a bit of a destination for Irish people, I guess. Um, but it is literally the other side of the world. It's pretty much as far from Ireland as you can go, unless you're in one of those tiny islands somewhere in the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> yeah, sort of, sort of middle of, yeah. Yeah, but, middle of nowhere. But New, New Zealand, uh, tell me what you like about New Zealand. I could literally talk about New Zealand all day, but I, a few things like I think is worth noting in New Zealand um, is, one, the people are so nice, so welcoming, and they're very, very like Ireland people. So I find in general, New Zealand is like the most like Ireland place I've ever been to without being actually in Ireland. So I guess you kind of get a sense of home when you're there if you're an Irish person, um, but it's a lot more... Tr- yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think there is a bit of an Irish community there as well, which is quite nice for anyone if you if you want to go live there long term. And um, but yeah, it's 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 kind of like Ireland but tropical. It's very green. And um, it's probably the most beautiful country I've ever been to. Though when you're driving around New Zealand, it's basically like you're driving through postcards. Like you, you're literally looking at places, and if you take a picture, it looks like you're standing in front of a green screen because you're just like that can't be real. Like your mind is like, how can it look that amazing? Very Yes, definitely. So I definitely recommend if anyone is going to New Zealand um, for a holiday to definitely the best way to do it is to get a camper van. And which is quite a popular thing in New Zealand. Um, but it's definitely the best way to see the country because there is like buses and but they're not it's not the great greatest public transport, to be honest now. So it, it would definitely be better to rent your own vehicle. And so many um so many campsites, so many different types of people you'll meet, and um, a lot of like European uh, countries. That I didn't actually notice till I went there, and um, a lot of like younger people when they're like on their like summer from college or like before they start college, they actually like to go to New Zealand and do like three months driving around in a van, which is pretty cool. So I got to meet like a lot of different people from like different countries, like Czech Republic, the UK, and um, France, all different countries around Europe, which was actually pretty interesting, and. Um, just hear their stories and yeah. stuff like that. It's always nice to meet people from different nations, you know. And uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I might be wrong in saying this, but the population of New Zealand isn't large, is it? Um, I actually, do, I actually don't know it off by hand, but I think it's not that many. I think there's only like nine million. Yeah. Is it? Is it that little? I think it is quite little. It's, yeah, so, compared to Australia, now it wouldn't be. You know, it would be. Oh, yeah. yeah, Australia's a yeah. massive country. Oh yeah, it's still bigger. It's it, but you now in New Zealand, it's it's funny. It's that on the North Island there is a lot more people and a lot more, and the South Island is a lot more remote. So I think one of the things I loved about New Zealand actually is that the it, the time passes slower there, but in a good way. I just felt like my life wasn't rushing me by. I know that sounds a bit like extreme and funny, but it's people there like they really value like the importance of like their quality of life and like like being happy and enjoyment and just kind of um yeah just having a good time if that makes sense and not like out partying good time but just like you know enjoying their food enjoying the pace of their life stuff like that yeah savoring it yeah exactly yeah, savoring yeah and uh, like obviously it could be for different reasons but i suppose these countries that you've been to so far would they be predominantly holidays elizabeth yourself generally yeah so so a lot of Southeast Asia, and I went to New Zealand, and I've been to Australia as well, actually, but um, I had lived in Boston for about two years, and I had come back, and I just wasn't sure I wanted to be back in Ireland yet, and I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do with my career at that stage, so my boyfriend and I had, we had made quite a bit of money working in Boston, so we had decided, why don't we just go, you know, 
for eight months and just go traveling. Um, we just thought we'd just take a bit of a career break and just we had the money and we just had the time and we just decided to yeah go for eight months. So we we had started off in New Zealand. And we did, yeah, six weeks in New Zealand driving around in a camper van. Then we went on to Australia um, and then like, you know, Bali, Southeast Asia. And then we made our way back up to Europe and back to Ireland. Oh, that, that's a great story. You know, it's, uh, you know, they, they say you only live once. So it's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's good to seize the moment. And I must say that's a very fascinating list there of uh, USA, Thailand, Vietnam, uh, Singapore and New Zealand and that's the, the top five places you've been to in the world Elizabeth and that's very interesting yeah. and I could ask you so many Thanks. more questions about those but um, I know I could talk about New Zealand all day yeah, so definitely, <laughs> you better stop me now no, that's definitely fascinating to listen to uh, I have to say myself because um, it's always interesting to hear somebody's view that's been there so yeah, we're going to move on now to the top five places in Ireland that you've been to Elizabeth and uh, yeah, of sure. course this is a bit We've just scaled the, the globe now. We're just keeping on our own beautiful little island here. And, yeah, no, uh, fair enough. Number five of places you've been to in Ireland. Yeah, so um, as well, like I, after I'd come back from traveling, I'd noticed that I really missed Ireland a lot. And I was so obsessed with like going to the opposite side of the world to see places that I hadn't actually seen much of Ireland myself. I'm embarrassed to say that I only went to Kerry for the first time last year so I really like focusing now more on like getting to see Ireland because I love it and it's my home country and I really appreciate it so much more than I think I ever did when I was younger and just wanted to go to all these different places and um, so yeah on the list and um, let me see I have my five places I'm like which one's number five yeah and um, probably go with Wicklow I think Wicklow is such a great place to visit I mean it's the Garden of Ireland and I think it's obviously quite a popular place for anyone who's visiting Ireland as well to visit and even just people in Ireland is great like destination to go for like a weekend or and um, if you want to like do hiking and stuff around and um, obviously Glendalough there Powers Court you know you do the Greystones to Bray Walk or if you want to walk it the other way and yeah. Um, yeah but yeah I'd say I'd say number five then Wicklow I think it's very nice and my boyfriend's actually from Wicklow so I've spent a bit of time there now over the, so the last few years. You have a soft spot yeah. for Wicklow then? Maybe, maybe, maybe a soft spot. <laughs> no, I've definitely heard I have a friend there from Wicklow and uh, he doesn't stop banging on about how beautiful Wicklow is. And, you know, uh, I, I admire that, obviously, because when somebody's from a place, you're going to promote it anyway. But yeah. uh, I think when you're on the coastline, I always maintain to Elizabeth that you can't really go wrong in a sense because you're going to have them scenic views of the, the ocean. Yeah, I think I'm definitely partial to a scenic ocean view because I'm from the Midlands. To me, it is like I'm when I see the beach, I'm like, oh, the beach. Whereas my wife was like, the beach was like 20 minutes from my house growing up. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, that's a novelty to me. You didn't quite have that yourself. But no, no but I had a lake or a river. <laughs> yeah, but definitely Wicklow is, um, I've definitely heard a lot of people compliment it for the, being a beautiful county. Number four, Elizabeth. Yeah. Okay, so on my list, number four, I'm going to go with Clare. So I love Clare. I think it's a great place. Obviously, a very popular place for people to go as well. And growing up in like Leitrim and Roscommon, Longford area, and um, obviously it wasn't that far for me to go to Clare. So I would have loved to like go for a drive to uh, see Tristan and Moher, which are obviously amazing. I love to drive around the Burn because I, I remember the first time I went to the Burn. It was actually when I was in school on a geography tour, and um, we went to like you know look study the uh, rocks, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, I just obviously have a, a soft spot then, I think, for Claire because I've been, I spent a lot of time driving around the burn and stuff like that. And they obviously have the Alley Caves. And obviously, you can go see the Father Ted House, which I think anyone would love That's to right, do. Yeah, well, it's it's definitely something that um, 
uh, you know, a lot of people have taken in. And I actually had the opportunity a couple of years back, and I, I, I was on my honeymoon in Kerry. Um, okay. I didn't, I should have, I went down obviously the West Coast and cut in by Limerick, but I should have made it my business to go to Father Ted's house, And uh, but it's definitely something I plan to do again. Uh, but I've definitely heard a lot of the good things about Claire as well, um, yeah. in terms of beauty. It's, it's, yeah, it's it's just beautiful. Like, obviously the cliffs of Moher are amazing, but like the whole coastline of Clare, and I think the whole west coast of Ireland is just beautiful, the whole coastline. Yeah, you can't really go wrong, but... Um, there's so much to do, though, when you think about in this. You know, the the one thing we have against us, I suppose, as a bit is the weather. Yeah, that's the thing. I think it's maybe a little bit nicer in the summertime when you're within yeah. the west coast sometimes. But, uh, certainly, uh, another interesting choice. And number three in Ireland, Elizabeth. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with uh, Leitrim for number three. Then Leitrim. Um, yeah. So I think sometimes, as I said, so I'm from Longford area. I actually grew up in a place called um, Ruski. That's where I spent most of my childhood. And it's actually right on the edge of Longford, Roscommon and Leitrim. So obviously I would have spent a lot of time in Leitrim, like Carrick on Channel when I was younger. And I think it's a really beautiful county that maybe, I, I do think people go there, but I think those, it gets a bit overlooked in terms of like other coastal counties because it's in the Midlands. But it's really, really a beautiful place is like Lockheed Forest Park, which is uh, lovely hikes, really, really nice foresty area. Um, and like Loch Allen, obviously you've got Carrick and Shannon and, um, you know, Crimes Pub and Car- Carrick and Shannon is great food and great for like good Irish music. You see really good people playing there. And um, so yeah, that's, that's probably why I would pick Leitrim as my next choice. I think it's overlooked, but I think it's very good. Yeah, that's, it's an interesting choice. And of course, a neighbouring county to where you're from yourself and, you, you, yeah. No doubt you know it inside out, Leitrim. Yeah, and, exactly, and my mom actually lives in Leitrim now, so she's actually moved over the border now. She's in Leitrim. <laughs> I see, so she's... Oh, yeah. yeah. But that's uh, another... Uh, Leitrim would be, I suppose, in the top five of probably smallest counties in Ireland, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it is quite small, yeah, but it, it's a bit... The shape is a bit interesting because it goes a bit to the left then. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, uh, like to the west coast, not to the left, like yeah, left and right. Off to the west, by Sligo, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. yeah, and, uh, yeah. So, number two, Elizabeth, on your top five of places you've been to in Ireland. Yeah, so number two for me, I think, would be Mayo. So, I really like Mayo. I think it's a great place. And I think a lot of people always think, um, obviously, you know, Westport is great for, you know, you see a lot of hen parties and stuff like that going to Westport. Um, but I think you also have Cork Patrick, which obviously is a big uh, destination especially in the summer but I think it's a great hike and it's really 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 nice uh yeah views from the top stuff like that and then obviously you've got Ackle Island and the islands and I just I love Ackle Island I've been there a few times I even went there um one time when I was in college I went there when it was off season and there was very little stuff open but it was still really nice and the hikes there are just so beautiful and um, the Sleeve Moor, that's like my favourite hike there. And uh, you won't actually see a lot of people hiking that any any times I've done it anyway. And it's unbelievable views, coastal views um, and views of the island from the top as long as it's not too cloudy. And there's like loads of sheep up the top, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, I think it's a, it's a nice hike as well because it's not the hike that everyone does when they're in Ackle. So like, I think it's really nice because there's not as many people, if that makes sense. Yeah, that, that is always a nice thing. You know, yeah, not exactly. overcrowded. But for my childhood, um, we went on a national school tour once to, I think this place is on the Galway-Mayo border. Uh, it's a place called Linan. You probably have heard of it, have you? Um, actually, I don't think so. I yeah. didn't actually, was it called there again? Uh, Linan, I think is the name of the place. 
It's uh, there was a sort of a resort there for it was a sort of a Delphi resort. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm from, I know Delphi. <laughs> yeah, the Delphi Center. I think it's Lenan. I think it's L E N A N E. Oh, okay, yeah. Sorry, I'm, sometimes I'm terrible with names, so I like have to like write everything down yeah, to remember it. But it, 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 I must say, it stayed with me to this. Like even to that was when I was fourteen. It stayed with me that yeah. visit to that place. Just. Wow. How beautiful it was! Like it's similar to Donegal in senses of Sligo on, on the coastline, as you say, but yeah. it was just something very strikingly um, distinctive about it. So it's always nice to sort of take in different um, counties. That obviously they're similar in ways, but they have their differences. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, Mayo, of course, um, this year they just won the the Connacht final there too. So they're they'll be looking to oh, yeah. to push on in the Sam Maguire. They're into the, the oh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, you, yeah. I'm not, not, a big I'm not the number person. one sport. I'm not the. I'm not a huge football person. I do like rugby though. And actually, when I was in New Zealand, I did. Um, it was not on rugby season, but we did go to Eden Park and we like tried to look in and stuff and see a few people golfing. Home <laughs> um, rugby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, maybe we'll see somebody. One of the all blacks here, but no, obviously oh, yeah. it was off season. So, but my boyfriend did go to. Um, he actually was at the game in Chicago when Ireland bet the all blacks a few oh, years ago. Oh, that's a great so, game yeah. to be at. Yeah. I was watching on TV, so jealous of him. Oh, he's that over you now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm so jealous. Of you. I haven't <laughs> been to Chicago either, so he had two things over me. Oh, that's a historic day to be there. And yeah, ex- yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, such a. Such a good thing to like have to like have been able to be at. Yeah, definitely a moment in history. Yeah, exactly. Number one, uh, Elizabeth in Ireland. Number one. Yeah, place so in Ireland. number one on my list is a place I've only really been to more recently, and that is Donegal, of course. Oh, Donegal! <laughs> it's, uh, glad that we're number one in something. <laughs> yes. So for me, I hadn't. I'm so embarrassed to say that I'd never really spent much time in Donegal until this year. So. When I was younger, I did used to go to Bundoran a good bit. Uh, me and my mom, my mom's friends and their children used to like rent a house at Easter. We used to always go up to Bundoran at Easter. And like I, I love Bundoran. It is a great place. And we went to see sessions there. Uh, but that was really the extent of all I'd ever been to Donegal before. So um, actually, like one of my friends, her boyfriend's from Donegal, and she spent a lot of time up there. And she's like, you have to go to Donegal more. So this summer, of course, we couldn't go anywhere abroad. And I wanted to see more of Ireland. And um, so me and my boyfriend and a couple of friends, decided to do just a little bit of a wild Atlantic Way drive. Um, so, yeah, we, we went up to Donegal to start, and I was absolutely blown away by how absolutely beautiful Donegal is. Like, we drove straight up to Mallon Head on the first day. Obviously, a very popular place for people to go because it's the most northerly point yeah, of start, Ireland. start at the top, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that was just, I just, I'd seen pictures of it online, but, like, when you go there in person, it was just so much more beautiful than I could have even imagined. And um, so, yeah, we did like a bit of a walk there and then we stayed in Letterkenny that night and then we went to um, Mount Errigal actually the next day. And um, we actually only ended up hiking up about a quarter because it was actually lashing rain and my friends didn't have um, <laughs> the right hiking gear. Um, yeah. But yeah, and we drove around and I just the people in Donegal are so nice. The views are so beautiful. Like there's a lot of Gale talked area up there. And I think one of the reasons it's like my favorite place in Ireland now is because it leaves you wanting more. Like I just want to go back to Donegal so badly. Well, funny enough, it, uh, a lot of people that come up here do tend to, uh, you know, the, make it a sort of second home, you know. And, yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. And it's, I, I actually saw on your Instagram page uh, when I was sort of doing a bit of research into you, I looked at your sort of bucket list for Donegal. 
Yeah, and, I did a bucket list. Yeah. I haven't done all of them now, but they're all the things I want to do and have done. <laughs> yeah, well, tell you what, from looking at your bucket list, I was impressed, even being a Donegal person, because it was quite in-depth of of things that, you know, you could do going to Donegal. And again, that okay. comes back to what I was impressed with on your page in, in general. It's, uh, oh, thanks. Yeah, you, you definitely give people a good outlook of, of a county. And, um, no, it's, we're definitely very happy that you've chosen Donegal as number one, Elizabeth. The yeah, no, i <laughs> um, no yeah I'm just I'm just dying to go back to Donegal I can't wait for lockdown to be over so I can go back to Donegal and like one of the things I really want to do actually is um, see the Northern Lights in Donegal I know it's only visible at certain times but like this is like the time of year for it so like this, my friend has an app on her phone so she's like checking regularly but as soon as like lockdown is over I'm like we have to go back up to Donegal so that I can see the Northern Lights in Donegal yeah and there's, there's so much other you know things and the Northern oh, Lights yeah. is definitely one of the big uh, attractions in, yeah. in the county but it's such of course too like I think it's like we're, we're the fourth biggest it's a, it's a fairly big county as well yeah, no, it definitely is a big county. I think it's just, I think it's because like, it is a bit far away from everything in the ten, in the sense that like it does take, like, I think it took us like four and a half, five hours even to get up to um, Malinhead, which was a long drive, but we did do a few stops along the way, which is really nice. But it was so worth it, obviously, when we got up there. Um, but I think maybe that's why maybe not as many people have visited it yet. Yeah, but I think it's, yeah. Yeah, but it's, yeah. I feel like it's that kind of, though, the way it's kind of, a bit further away, it makes it like more um, desirable, if that makes sense to me. Yeah, anyway, I, like it, it reminds me of like proper old Ireland, if that makes sense. Like yes. I think like there's a lot of areas like uh, Glen Column Kill and some other place like the Inishowen Peninsula that I haven't been to those, but I'm dying to go back because it's just yeah. it's very Irish. I think that's why, uh, if that makes sense, there I think are, that's part yeah. of the reason I love it. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, like there's places I've been, uh, even myself, uh, as I say. There's places still at the odd place here and there in Donegal that I haven't been that I would like to have seen, you know, in terms of, uh, um, like, yeah. only a place this year for the first time in Donegal, uh, the Sleeve League, Cliffs. Oh, really? It was not your first attack. Oh, that's actually, I went there when I was there as well. So that shows you how much of a traveller I am now, um, <laughs> when that's my first you time. You have to get there. out to see, you have to get out to see more Donegal now. Sleeve League, Cliffs was, yeah. I would argue be saying nicer than the Cliffs of Moher. I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> I think it might be nicer, it's better. <laughs> well, it's, it's definitely a, a huge attraction there. Yeah, and yeah. no, it's it's beautiful. It is really beautiful. It's um, I think they're getting actually a walkway made there now at the at the minute. Oh, a new walkway. That's very cool. Yeah, I think that's yeah, something I think, um, was lacking. Actually, it's something they could be doing with. Yeah, some of the bits that I did notice when you're walking, it's a bit. If, I mean, if you're not great with your footing, you have could, to be a bit yeah, careful. It could be safer. It could be safer. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, it's, um, yeah. But that's that's definitely interesting. But. Um, yeah, it's, it's amazing, you know, when, when you talk to, I was, I featured uh, another sort of a travel blogger, you, you may be familiar with her, uh, Coolest Place on the Planet. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, for her, yeah. Yeah, she's from Donegal, and she actually made the point that people in her own county don't, not we haven't taken in half the things we should have in our own county, because it is that, it is a, it is a bigger county, a big county, you know, it's... it's yeah, no, it is, it's very big. Yeah, so it's... Uh, it's but there's no excuse for it really being from Donegal, you know. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. You definitely have to get out and see more Donegal. Um, definitely now. Yeah, I follow. I actually follow her on Instagram recently enough, um, and I've been looking at a bit of her stuff, and she shares a lot about Donegal. So it's it's I really like it because I'm like, oh, this is making me really excited for when I get back to Donegal. Yeah, you know, she does a lot of stuff on different hotels and you know yeah. beach trips, and she does quite a bit like yourself. Yeah. She does a lot in depth, and um, yeah. so. On now, we've talked about your top five in the world, top five 
in Ireland. And now we're going to move on to your top five on your bucket list. Things that you'd like to do, okay. Elizabeth. Your, your five, uh, please. It's so, so hard to make a list of five places on my bucket list because I feel like I literally, I just want to go everywhere in the world. Yeah, well, the, um, the good thing about this list yeah. is you don't have to really have any, any order, really and truly. It's just uh, five okay, places yeah. that you'd like to visit, I suppose. Yeah, so I would actually say probably the number one place I want to go right now is Japan and um, we actually had planned a trip for Japan I was meant to be there right now my boyfriend recently turned 30 last week um, and like our whole thing was we're gonna go to Japan for his 30th but obviously uh, COVID it has been pushed back but I say it's my number one place I want to go I think I just I love Japanese food I love like sushi type um, food I, I love the idea of the culture there the way people are so peaceful and it obviously looks like a beautiful country and um, actually have, it's funny, I've been wanting to go to Japan since I was a child because um, my mom used to run this festival in Longford and there was this woman from Japan who used to come every year and she used to bring me gifts and she brought me this lovely book um, of Japan, like, you know, things to do in Japan type thing when I was younger and I read it and like from then on I was obsessed with going to Japan and I've been to all these places and I still haven't been to Japan so I'm like, I have to get there. Well, you're going to get there at some point, Elizabeth. Yeah, I, definitely. I have no doubt and that's another yeah. Asian the, the Asian theme continues, but uh, yeah, there, I, I do love that area. Well, well, generally, you can see why, in a sense of, it is different and it is very beautiful, and you know, it's yeah, uh, yeah it's definitely uh, a lot yeah. of people. I would say would have that on their on their uh, list of places I'd like to visit. Number two, Elizabeth. Yeah. Um, yeah, so another place I really want to visit is India. So I saw that's kind of still the Asia area. Um, I do think India looks beautiful. Like I love like the culture there. Um, like obviously learning more about Hinduism and stuff like that. But honestly, I think one of the number one reasons I want to go to India is because Indian food is my probably my my absolute favorite food. I do, I just love Indian food, and yeah. I'm like I really want to go. And there's all the different areas. The food can change so drastically. Just yes. all the different areas in India. So I, I really would love to like travel around India for a while and try different food. And I definitely really want to see the Taj Mahal. It's definitely like um. You know, one of my bucket list items that I really want to do. So yeah, I'd probably say India next. Yeah, that'd be a great place to visit the Taj Mahal, I think. And uh, yeah, so I'm I'm quite into photography, or like at least I try to be. <laughs> I have a camera and I like to take pictures, basically. So I think like sometimes when I see places, if I think I can, not that like taking pictures is my number one reason to be there, but I I just love the idea of like capturing moments of everywhere I go. Obviously, to share on my blog and stuff like that. So I think. Obviously, there's certain places in the world that I think, oh, wow, that must be so beautiful. Um, and, like, I can capture that moment and have it forever, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's yeah. the way I like to ask pictures. Yeah, that's a nice thing to do on your, on your travels, though, you know, is to t- take yeah. moments and, and uh, savour the moment of being there. And th- that's very important. And number three, Elizabeth. Yeah, so number three, I would just say generally to see more of Europe. But I really want to go back to Sweden. I was in Sweden before, but I... It was really a short visit. It was when I was a teenager, we were only there for a weekend. So I'd really like to see more Sweden, and um, Sweden and Norway. I definitely want to go to Norway as well. Okay, and probably so, Finland. <laughs> so is Norway on the list of top five here, or just yeah, Sweden? yeah. Let's, let's say Norway will be the then on the list there. Oh, Sweden and Norway. Yeah, Sweden oh, and yeah. Norway. Let's say yeah. that. And yeah, d- d- of course, countries that aren't uh, far apart either, really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I could probably do like maybe like a week or two trip to both of them actually maybe next year if things are good. Yeah, and uh, Sweden is, um, a, a, I know a friend of mine from school uh, lives out there and uh, it, it seems to be an attractive country for people to, to go to live. Yeah, yeah, I think the quality of life there is very good and like, um, 
you know, just I think the, the, like um, how am I trying to say this? Yeah, the quality of life I think is just really good there, and just the general life atmosphere sort of thing. Yeah, and that's so. Yeah. Uh, so Sweden and Norway are three and four. Number five, yeah. Elizabeth, on your bucket list. Okay, so one place I really, really want to go to, but it's like a long-term bucket list because it costs so much money, is Antarctica. Wow, that's that probably is like out of the way. There. Yeah, so it's 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 probably not going to happen anytime soon because it costs a lot of money. Yeah. I think it, you're looking at at least like six grand, something like that. So actually, there's a, a guy in my work recently told me he he just started and he actually went there. So I was I was really impressed. I'm like asking him a million questions because it, it's like my dream. I don't I don't think it's going to happen in the next few years, obviously, because it's it's very expensive. But I would say that's probably like my ultimate bucket list place to go i i love like wildlife and very um i love to learn about different animals and stuff like that but i love and um, i would love to see the wildlife there i'd love to you know obviously see all the ice see the like you're at like it's antarctica <laughs> how do i explain it i'm like it's, it's so overwhelming to, for me to even think about it but yeah it's it's definitely a place i would really really love yeah. to go basically well if you keep doing the euro millions elizabeth you never know yeah <laughs> I know, I'm like, every time I see the Euromillions go up, I'm like, oh, maybe I should do them. I, I, I'm so scared of getting caught doing the lotto, because my mom has been doing the lotto for the last 20 years, playing the same numbers, so I'm a, I don't want that to happen to me, so I'm like, I only do a quick pick the odds. Well, you might, you, you might imagine if you, you never know, if you, as the old saying is, if you're not in, you can't win. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I only do it when it's over 100 million, though, that's, that's my, my rule I try and make. Life-changing. <laughs> Yeah, but Antarctica is uh, it's definitely a, a place out of the way, and you can see why it would cost a lot of money to. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it's very expensive. That's why I think like it's, it's probably something I'll do when I'm a little bit older. But that is like yeah, an ultimate goal for me to go there. But that's good though to have them kind of ambitions, you know, because you will get some opportunity to go there. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. like, and I'm very obviously lucky in the sense that I bought a house last year, so. I'm not like saving for a deposit, so I'm like I'm gonna save for Antarctica. I see. And <laughs> um, like that's gonna be my next goal. The piggy bank is is uh, sitting on the window or several. Yeah, although to be honest, it's gonna be expensive to go to Japan as well. So. I see. No, but from the sound of you, you've accomplished a lot so far in your travelling. <laughs> but then I have no doubt that you can. Um, when you set a goal in your mind, you'll achieve it. Oh, thanks very yeah, much. So I, I definitely believe that. So. We've touched on your top five in the world, top five in Ireland, and your top five bucket list. And now, yeah. Elizabeth, um, I just wanted to t- touch on this part in the podcast. Um, there's a lot of people in the country, as you know yourself, that are feeling very gloomy. I, I probably, well, not probably, mm-hmm. there is because of the, the virus, because they can't obviously have had their annual holiday. And I yeah, suppose all, all we can do is keep sort of... Uh, a smile on her face and for people that are planning for holidays to look ahead to next year. Yeah. Uh, where would you say would be for a family sort of reasonably priced holiday destination? So, uh, yeah, for a family, I mean, I do know a lot of people like going to like Spain, Portugal. Um, I think Greece can be a good place to go. That can be not too expensive depending on what, like there's so many islands in Greece and, um, and there's so much to carry there. Like, obviously, if you go to somewhere like Santorini, it's going to be quite a bit more on the expensive side. But there's a lot of different islands there. And I think it's a great place. And um, if you want to maybe go somewhere a little bit different, but not too far as well. Like, it is it is still a bit of a flight. I think it's about two and a half, three hours maybe for a flight to Greece. Yeah. But if you just want to go that little bit further, it's obviously going to be 
um, you know, it's similar prices to Spain and Portugal, depending on where you go. So I think it's a great place to just think about anyway. And then I think as well, Croatia can be really good as well. And um, people are a lot more people are going to Croatia now. Obviously, you've got um, uh, what is it called? The Dubrovnik that everyone goes to. But I actually went to split um, two years ago. Oh, no, a year and a half ago, I went to split and it was actually a great place to visit. It's quite um, I think it'd be great for a family because there's a lot of like um, pedestrian area, if that makes sense, like a lot of yes. walkways, stuff like that. But then there's also a few little islands you can go to, beautiful beaches, lovely food, like great atmosphere. Um, it's definitely a place that obviously will pick up a bit more around the summertime and not be as popular in the winter. But we went there in October and there was still quite a few tourists around and we were still able to go to the beach. It was still quite warm. So I definitely recommend Split anyway. I think it's a great place to visit. Yeah, that's interesting choices there, Croatia and, and Greece. And uh, people um, predominantly, I suppose, always go to like Tenerife, Spain. But it's always nice to yeah. get that um, other option there for somewhere different. Yeah, I think anyone who likes somewhere like Tenerife or Spain, they're going to like Split. But it's just, a, it's just a little bit different. And there's a few different types of foods you can try as well. But um you can still get the same atmosphere, but it's a bit different, if that makes sense. <laughs> I know what you mean, yeah. It's just yeah. it's different in its, in its ways, and that's what you want to hear as well. You know, because, Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's just great yeah. to go to another country and stuff like that as well. And, uh, things and if you're a Game of Thrones fan, Croatia is great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Croatia. a lot of people like this. Yeah, Croatia. I mean, a lot of people like Ireland then as well. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Croatia is where they filmed a good bit, and there's a good few places in Split you can look it up where they've done some of the filming, so anyone who's a Gary Tron fan would like that. <laughs> that's an added bonus for anyone that's just travelling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other things to look out for when you're travelling to certain places, I suppose, there's other things to look for, like visas and insurance and things like that, um, Elizabeth? Yeah, so I think um, there's a lot of different travel insurances out there, to be fair. Now, I had, um, when I went travelling longer term, I obviously got, like, backpacker insurance, and I got that from AIB, and it was really good. Um, but I think there, there's a lot of different travel insurance is on the market but they're all like if you as long as you get one of the well-known ones i think they're all pretty good and um, i haven't actually got travel insurance before in europe myself now actually which is probably not the best idea but i do i i do have um vhi healthcare and that covers me anywhere around europe so i think if you always check if you do have a private healthcare and um, from like work or something it's worth checking and um, does that cover you around europe because a lot of it will cover you in the eu and um, and then sorry what was the other thing you mentioned there uh, the visas, I suppose that is that important. Oh yeah, yeah. So obviously, if you're going anywhere in Europe, um, you wouldn't really need a visa because you're yeah. a EU citizen. Um, but like, it's funny. A lot, most of the countries actually in Southeast Asia, you don't really need a visa. You get like a visa on arrival. Um, and like, if you're an Ireland citizen, um, or if you're a European citizen, um, like New Zealand as well, you can get. If you go to New Zealand, you can get a three month visa on arrival, and um, you just need to like show that you have proof that you're going to leave the country within the next three months. So you have to book your flight out. I see. So some, yeah, some countries would require that, but actually not a lot. Like in Southeast Asia, most of them are just visa on arrival. You can say th- like Thailand is thirty days. I think Vietnam is thirty days, and um, Singapore is thirty days. Maybe maybe Vietnam is ninety days. I'd have to yeah. double check that. But yeah, actually, most of Southeast Asia now it's it's a visa on arrival, which is quite handy. Um, obviously, if you're going to America or something like that, you're going to need an ESTA, which I think is pretty easy to get. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure now about working visas in America. Um, I'm actually American citizen, so it's quite easy for me going to America. But um, if you check out um, if anyone is looking to go and live there, that um, blogger Retro Flame, she actually shares loads about 
um, working visas in the US, so it's quite handy. <laughs> yeah, and that's always uh, inv- valuable too. What did you call her there? Sorry, that, that, that... Uh, retro flame. Retro flame. Yeah, she's a, she's an Irish blogger. She lives in New York. Um, she I'm not. She's one of my favorite bloggers. She does do a lot of fashion and travel stuff. But um, yeah, she shared because she obviously lives in New York and she got a visa to move over there. And she used to work for a company and now she works for herself. So she shared a lot about on her YouTube and stuff about like and she has a few blog posts on like visas and like kind of what you need and because you need like to get like a lawyer and stuff like that and um, or like a solicitor you know for documents and stuff like that if you are going to get a, a working or living visa yeah. in the u.s so yeah just worth checking her out if anyone is um yeah looking to move to america <laughs> these are things that some people might overlook even when they're going on holiday you know that's yeah definitely it is easy you know obviously if you're going to love it's a different story or to for uh, it's not just a holiday but i'm, I'm sure there's been yeah. loads of examples where people have overlooked these things and, um, yeah, no, I think it's just definitely worth wherever you're going. Obviously, if you're going somewhere in the EU, you don't have to worry about it going from Ireland. But I think anywhere you're going, just a quick Google, like, do I need a visa to go there? Like, most of them have it on their government websites. It's really easy to find. Some of them, um, you know, it's just most, a lot of them, like, say in Southeast Asia, like I said, it's just a visa on arrival. Just fill out a quick form. And um, some of them, you can even get the form online and fill it out beforehand if you want, which is just handy to save time. And um, but yeah, like it just worked wherever you're going. Just check. Do you need a visa? Yeah, we might end up needing needing one for well, there was course of course talk about it for the UK. What oh yeah, <laughs> we'll see what happens there. Yeah. I guess I don't know. I hope not. I hope what not. Happened? I Hopefully hope not. Yeah. I hope there's some. I think they'll, they'll have to say something between Ireland and England. Well, I hope there's. I, I think it's, for all parties concerned, I think it something has to be brokered a deal. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but uh, no, it's, it's definitely well, Elizabeth. I must say, it's been fascinating uh, talking to you. Thanks very much. It's been great talking to you too. And uh, really interesting uh, hearing all the different places you've been in the world. And uh, you could go on for so many questions you could ask, but I suppose to to limit it on the (laughs) podcast. And uh, uh, don't don't forget, folks, to check out Elizabeth on an Instagram page. And uh, it's Elizabeth Keenan. And that's uh, Keenan as in K double E N A N X at the end. And you'll be very impressed by her Instagram page. She um, does a lot of different stuff. And not just uh, travel, but she also, she also focuses on fashion as well, Elizabeth. Yeah, I try, but budget fashion anyway, because as I said, I like to spend my money on travel. So I want to get loads of bargains and deals when I do anything fashion related. Yes, well, that makes sense. Yeah, and you can see some cute pictures of my dog as well, if you'd like. Well, you're definitely an Instagram. You definitely have an interesting page there. It's all it's very. Thanks so much. Yeah, but uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me, uh, Elizabeth, and I hope that uh, your followers and people that are new to you uh, have enjoyed this uh, podcast. Yeah, and thanks so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. And this is the first time I've ever been on a podcast, so well, thank I'm, you very I'm, much. I'm surprised because, you know, you, you definitely have quite the following there. And, thanks. Uh, this could be the first of many, Elizabeth. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, but definitely, Elizabeth, it's been a pleasure speaking to you, and uh, I would like to wish you all the very best in your career in marketing. Yeah, thanks very much. And as well, to, to wish you all the best with your Instagram page. And I hope that you do get to to see, to go to Antarctica and Japan and places like that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thanks so, so much. So thank you very much and uh, all the very best to you. Thanks, and you too. Thank you. Well, folks, there you go. That was episode number 33 of the Time Out podcast uh, with Elizabeth Keenan from County Kildare, but uh, from Longford originally. And you definitely need to check out that Instagram page if you haven't already. And uh, it's uh, certainly worth a visit. Uh, very interesting uh, woman to go to to look for various things, as say, not just travel, but also uh, fashion.
Keep on the lookout for episode number 34, which will be coming up in the next uh, few weeks. But from me to you, uh, until next time, take care.